Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Wait, do you think I'm bi? Oh my God. <laughs> no worries, no worries. I'm absolutely not bi. I was like, oh my God, someone thinks I'm bi. I'm obsessed. another week on that's a gay ass podcast the podcast that asks whose fault is it that you're gay i'm eric williams and this week we got pat regan one of the stars of the podcast world stars of stage screen television and of course the episode is fucking amazing he's the funniest person i've never talking to um talking to in more life uh speaking of incredibly funny people if you are a new listener from zach noe towers good morning sodomites podcast welcome c-u-m i got to be a guest on zach's podcast and it was so uh, raunchy and if you haven't yet listened to it and you want to hear me talking about bottoming please listen i if you don't want to hear about it and skip forward 10 seconds but i'm just going to tell you ever since i've gotten a bidet i've been fully living my dream and learning new things and i'm in a bottom revolution Uh, if you are part of the patreon i have an episode bonus episode that talks about that revolution so feel free to check that out but I had so much fun talking to Zach and, you know, I don't think I regret saying anything too much. Matt was not mad at me, which I think ultimately was the goal, which was to talk about as much sex as I want to, while also not pissing off my legal spouse. A little fun behind the scenes as I'm talking to Catherine Cohen about coming back on the podcast. Uh, if you don't already listen to, which I'm sure you do, Pat Regan has the podcast Seek Treatment with Catherine Cohen, whose special was uh, just premiered on Netflix. It is perfection. I'm angry at how good it is, and uh, you should watch it immediately. So stay tuned for having her on uh, for a reunion app soon. And of course, listen to Seek Treatment all day and all night. Like I talked about in last week's segment of Me, Myself, and SSRI, I have upped my dosage, and I'm currently taking 20. She wants me to go up to 30, so I'm a little nervous to do that. I think I'm still going to, but I'm going to let it ride with this 20 for a second, just because it did kind of make my anxiety and depression get a little more intense, but it's starting. I can already feel it even out, but when I recorded with Pat a couple days ago, I I was definitely feeling it. I, I did a lot of TV watching this weekend, but... Uh, it was actually great to just not care about the world for a second and watch penises on HBO Max. Yes, I'm talking about the show Minx. Watch it. There's only two episodes out right now, or the third one should be coming out this week, I believe. And um, I just can't say enough about the dicks. Sorry about the show. Um, 
and the dicks. So uh, let me know if you watch it. Um, but we're going to just get into this episode with the one and only Pat Regan. Please throw us a five-star review. Follow us on Instagram at GayAssPodcast. And the most important thing you can do is just tell a friend about this podcast as we grow and as we get into more and more ears of my gays and my girlies and my gay-ass girlies. Here's Pat. Do you wish you were bi? Um, I'm, no, actually, I, I don't think I could handle being bi. I think it would be, like, too hard for me. I actually agree. I think I personally am already so beguiled by the male sex that if I were trying to attract another gender, it would be just my brain would explode. Yeah, it would be way too much, I think. Oy vey, Pat. I have to tell you, I famously this week has have been a little bit uh, what doctors call depressed, and oh, really? one of the only things getting me through was knowing I was going to talk to the Pat, the bisexual Pat Regan. On oh my gosh! Podcast. Thank you so much. That makes me feel so good. I appreciate that. I'm so happy you're here, and I just I wanna I wanna ask you something before we get into it. Why do you keep leaving your wallet everywhere? Oh my god! I don't know. It's been a lifelong journey, and it, it's not just my wallet. It's like truly everything. I don't know what happens. I don't know what. I always say like I don't necessarily need to get the things I lose back, but I would love to know. I would. I hope that when you die, I don't have a firm belief in any sort of afterlife. But what I hope is involved is that you sort of find out where everything that you lost ended up. Just because I want to know for curiosity's sake, like. When did that fall in my pocket or something? But you don't need the actual, you don't need it back. You just want to know where it is. I mean, ideally, I would love to have everything back, of course, but I would also really love to know like where it went. So if I, if I could even just get that when I die, that would be amazing. I mean, I'm assuming when I die, I don't need a ton of material possession. So by that, at that point, it's just kind of data. Yeah, I don't think many people think about material possessions after death. More about, like, who we're going to see, where we're going to be. But I love that we're thinking about, like, will I have that pillow I love? Totally. I love that. I, I love the thought of, like, you being able to have material things. Because it's, like, then everyone who's, like, you can't take it with you. It's, like, you actually don't know what you're talking about. And maybe you can take it with you. You know what I mean? Like, oh, 100%. I think if I could have a material good uh, guaranteed for the afterlife, it would honestly just be a freezing that rotates with different Ben & Jerry's flavors and they mm. keep refilling. Sometimes Ben & Jerry's can be a lot for me for some reason. Sometimes it makes me too thirsty because there's too many ingredients, if that makes any sense at all. They'll put it like doesn't. a pretzel. They'll put like a pretzel in ice cream and think nothing of it. And I'll be like, okay, now we need a large glass of water. Well, my biggest gripe is that they will guarantee a pretzel sometimes in an ice cream, and then you'll have nary a pretzel to be found. There's this flavor that's like Netflix and chilled, I think. I yeah. go home to, ch and there was literally smooth cream. First of all, Netflix and chill is a very sexual term. Can we not sexualize ice cream, Netflix? It doesn't um, need to be sexualized. I think it's already enough, as it, and it's being told it has to be something else, and I think that's unfair. See, if I were to have an ice cream that threatened to have pretzels in it, and it didn't have any pretzels in it, I would sort of be like, thank God I have the day off. I can just enjoy ice cream and not have to like work through pretzel so what we're getting to is that you just don't want to buy a pretzel, a pretzel ice cream period no i i mean i'm so neutral on pretzels by themselves that to throw them into a milky thing i'm like that to me is work that's labor at that point is there something in ice cream that doesn't feel like work to you? Yeah. Thanks for asking. Thank you for asking that. Um, I really like chocolate, like any element of chocolate in an ice cream. Like, oh, twist. I, I, okay. don't, I don't want anything savory in my ice cream experience. 
Oh, so that's the problem. Anything yeah. with the salt, you say no thanks. No, yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm glad we're having this conversation because I don't think enough attention is being paid to salt in in, in cream. I no. think that, unfortunately for you, there is going to be a big community of people who are not going to be happy to hear this. And, your stance. and to those people, I say this. Bring it on, starring Kirsten Dunst and Elijah Dushku. <laughs> Wait, is that her name, Eliza? You're right, it is. Yeah. Elijah Dushku wow. is huge for me from an early age because of Buffy. Well, I I think alone in Bring It On, Eliza Dushku, dare I say it has bisexual energy. Is that okay to say? Totally. I think it is okay to say. And um, I wouldn't be surprised if the subtext is that that character is bisexual. Are you angry that Eliza Dushku's character says, do you speak fag? Or did no, they speak I'm fag like, in the movie? I'm so down for fag to be like everywhere. Except someone said fag recently that I was like, I don't know if you can say it. Oh God, who was it? What was I watching? It must have been, you know, I have no idea. It must, maybe it was on Twitter or something. I mean, there is a fine line for who can say fag and who can't. I think that nowadays there are more people who can say it than there used to be but if the wrong person says it it's not it's not good for our community totally i mean i would stake my life on the fact that and i would stake the lives of my children on the fact that whoever wrote bring it on is a gay person and so like i believe they can put whoever's i I had i put fag in a script recently and it and it made it pretty far and then um (laughs) the last minute um the network asked us to pull it to take it out did the person at the network, do you think they were a straight man that was asking for that? I don't know who it was. I bet it was a straight woman, actually, against all odds. Mm. You know what? I think she was probably actually advocating for us because she was worried that in the wrong hands, that fag would have been taken in a wrong way. Totally. Yeah, totally. But Eliza Dushku is, in some ways, a gay man. Yeah, totally. Totally. Did you watch Buffy? Are you a Buffy person? I'm not. Are you angry at that? No, I'm not angry at that. It just is. I just need to know if I'm going to discuss Eliza with someone. I need to know. Is her energy in Buffy? Is it a similar bisexual energy and like badassery? One thousand percent. There's a lot of like strange sexual. There's very like what I would call like aughts fake lesbian energy between her and Buffy, where it's like they're two kind of glam girls who like go out dancing together and like dance with each other and in the aughts that was very much like it's girl on girl this is girl on girl girl on girl obsessed with girl on girl (laughs) the phrase girl on girl was huge in the aughts and it was like yeah she took part in that but it wasn't her fault but she she was the same sort of like bad girl like she was a she was also a slayer and she was like the bad girl slayer who was a bad influence on buffy that is hot. You know, my first image I have when you talk about girl and girl in the aughts is that poster that every person had of, like, two girls in bed. And, like, I think, like, you see, like, her hard nipples or something, and they're, like, supposed to be kissing. Oh, I don't... You have no idea what I'm talking about. I don't know that poster. I know the poster of, like, the girls sitting on something, and, like, their bodies are painted, and you see, like, the top of their butt cracks. Do you know about, oh, the... yeah. you know about that I one? Love... Yeah, their backs are to the camera. There's, like, a series, like, crazy painted... Um, wow, I haven't thought about that. No, I'm going to show you this girl and girl poster. I literally just Googled girl and girl poster and I'm getting harrowing results. In fact, okay. I'm getting We Can Do It. Um, what's her name with the... Rosie the Riveter. I'm getting Rosie the Riveter. I'm getting the poster from Lena Dunham's Girls. Um, yeah, this is... Fruitless. I want to start a rumor that Rosie the Riveter is my great, great, great aunt or something like that. 
You should, but I I really want to give you some pause because I once told people in college that Robin Williams was my uncle and no one believed me until a random girl in the back of the class said, oh yeah, your arms are super hairy too. Oh my God. He's not your uncle, right? No, okay. I just have the same last name. And the and same arm. Did, and the same hairy ass and arms. And the same hairy fucking ass arms. I did see him in a lo- in a bookstore in Paris once. So oh, take that's, that. That's pretty huge. To see my uncle after so many years. Totally. God, I just, I'm sorry, I have to stop lying. Um, No, we're not related. <laughs> I can't imagine if I bumped into Rosie Riveter somewhere. Can you imagine? What, mm-hmm. what would you say to her? I would be like, hi, I guess you invented feminism. What about Amelia Earhart? Um, Didn't I thought, she invent feminism? I think Rosie the River is the first person who came along and said, like, women can wear denim, women can work in factories, eat your hearts out. And then, and then Amelia, Amelia was like... <laughs> well, Amelia Earhart's kind of a tragic feminist figure, because her whole thing was like, women can fly, watch this, and then, like, never <laughs> saw her again. <laughs> so, like, I, her heart was in the right place, but I don't know if it all worked out for her. Famous last words. Watch this. <laughs> it's like, do you watch Yellow Jackets? Are you Yellow Jackets head? No, but I promise right, I watch television. No, I, was okay. I watched... The same- I was too much television. It's bad. Isn't that one, like, dare I say, a cannibalistic plotline? There's definitely... That's all I know. Yeah, it's there's it's cannibalistic um, undertones. We haven't seen we haven't seen someone physically eat someone yet. It's very, like, what girl on girl is to... What Liza Dishu's character is to, to lesbianism and bring it on, like, yellow jackets is to cannibalism. If that makes sense. Like, we That's don't see it. That's a lot of math. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. It's it's permeating the walls yeah, of, the, of the show. Totally. But you don't actually get to see the girl on girl or the cannibalist. Yeah. Um, and Melanie Linsky is I, all the rage these days. She's, yeah, she really is. And like all over Twitter. She's kind of a Betty Who for me before Yellow Jackets and that like, or no, not Betty Who. Like <laughs> this is LOL that I said Betty Who. What's that podcast like that's called Who Something and it's about like people who like you're not sure who they are, but like oh, when you yeah. know the museum, yeah. not Betty. It's not yeah. Betty Who. It's not the musical artist Betty Who. It's um some other podcast that has to do with Who. And to me, she was that, and that, like I didn't really understand who she was. And when I saw her in Yellow Jackets, I'm like, I know that woman. She's my blood relative, but I've I don't understand what her name is. And There's another something going around of this like nerdy guy that's in everything, but no one knows his name. Um, he's another of the Betty Who references that. Yeah. <laughs> There was people are now called Betty Who's. Poor Betty Who when she finds out that they're using her name just to refer to people that no one is who they are. <laughs> we know who you are, Betty. We know who you are, Betty. Actually, I don't really truly at the end of the day know who Betty Who is. Okay, I don't either. I'm glad you said that because why, she sings music? A lot of my friends really like hold her up and say like this is an amazing artist, but I don't know like I've never I'll have to YouTube her or something to figure out exactly what she is. I'm like jaw on the floor. So brave of you that you just said that. Yeah, I'm always kind of down to say who I don't know who they are because I think we should all be talking more about who we don't know who they are. Okay, because then I, I'm trying to now give muster up the courage to tell you who I don't know. Um, who don't I know? I guess I know everyone. I'm a fucking genius. Except Betty Who. Exactly. I took your one and that wasn't fair. Um, I don't know who um, Charlie XCS is. X-E-X-E-X? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, know, I don't know who that is. I know who she is, but I almost, in, in many ways, don't know who Lana Del Rey is. Oh, I recently found out who she was. 
but like I also don't know why I'm not supposed to love her, but I also am supposed to love her. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, Doesn't it's she confused. like have problematic? Yeah, it's it's confusing how I'm supposed to feel about her. Right, because like her music is sad and moody, which is so my vibe lately. But yeah, then yeah. like she also isn't good. Yeah. Wait, why have you been Depp? Depressed. You know, the Depp is like you know, I think the Depp is two things. One is very oh classic question of what does it mean to be an adult with parents yeah yeah. you know like sort of what is that and then the other side of it is like forgetting that i can control my thumb and not scroll the internet to tell myself that my career and my life is amounts to nothing and so randomly the combination of that has been telling me that like i my brain is like, you're a piece of shit. You're a piece of shit. Yeah, yeah, You're a piece of shit. But then the other brain is like, part of my brain is like, well, no, you're not. But why is it still saying that? And then, like, I was literally telling a friend, I was like, I'm getting annoyed by my thoughts. Like, I'm, like, I'm depth to the point of, like, annoyance of the depth. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally, totally. I feel that way all the time. You tweeted something recently about, like, you had a unfortunately like a, de- a depth sleep and not a restoration sleep. Oh, yeah. Sort I of. Like, I feel like I've been feeling that. I keep sleeping a lot, but not in a restorative way. Like, I woke up finally today, like, not early by any means, but, like, early enough to feel like part of the world. And I came out to, you know, I never left the country, so I don't have a passport. And I want to get a passport because I would like to travel one day. So I came to my parents' home to go to town hall, um, which I didn't know town halls were real. I thought they were only in television, but town halls are real. And you have to go there and pay them $10 to get a copy of her birth certificate. So I came out here to do that, and because of the politics of being at home, I did wake up earlier than usual, and I went to town hall, and I kind of felt like, wow, this is the start of a new era, and then I immediately fell back asleep for like an hour and a half, and I could not wake up. It was really crazy. But are you you patting yourself on the back for doing something as difficult as starting the process to get a passport? Like, that literally has taken me... Mine expired a while ago. I'm not not yet at a place where I can admit when it expired. Yeah, yeah. But it's... it's I have the application to like get a renewal and it's I hasn't been sent in because I can't get myself to do it yeah I like well you know I'm kind of patting myself on the back for finally doing it but it has been like a six year long when you tell people that you don't have a passport there's a certain way they act where it's sort of like their eyes widen and they begin foaming at their mouths as though they have the famous disease rabies and they're like you gotta get on that you gotta have it soon because you never know and it takes a long time to get so you gotta get on that now and so people like, love to tell you how long it's gonna take their yeah. favorite hobby is telling people how long passports are gonna take they're like it's ne- you know nowadays yeah months. it's like i i too exist in the world and know about that so it's like you know if i had the emotional space to be getting a passport like i would be i would have done that like it's not that i think it's not gonna take long that's not what's holding me back it's also surprising what we are allowed to charge people for like you can be charged ten dollars to get the receipt that you were given when you and when you left about a woman's body yeah it's insane i know I need to pay to see that. But it's kind of quaint. I actually love... I've, I've lost my birth certificate a, a, a large amount of times. And because I don't have a passport, I often need it for my second form of ID when I, like, start working a job or something. And so I do think it is quaint to go inside of a town hall in this day and age and to see the people kind of working back there and pay them $10. And then they, you know, print something out on their special birth certificate paper. It is kind of like... An experience that makes you feel like you're in Gilmore Girls or something. Like you live in a oh, town. See, I was going for I was going for this provincial town, Beauty and the Beast. You are Belle. Totally, totally. 
oh, isn't this amazing? It's my favorite part. Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my, like, second favorite Disney song. What's the first? Everyone's favorite. A Whole New World? No. Um, Wait, don't don't tell me. Don't okay. tell me. Um, it's, um, it's Hercules Disney? Mm-mm. Is it from Aladdin? No. Oh, duh. It's, I'm so sorry. I'm embarrassed. It's um, Part of Your World. Yes. Woo! Yes. <laughs> it's oh. so good. It's so true. Part of Your World is so true. That's what's crazy. What rings most true about it to you? Like, what does it say to you, that song? It's just about yearning to be, it's that, that very universal feeling of like feeling like you're just being left out of something and you can't, and you want to be part of it, but you can't get there. You feel like you don't belong and you feel like something's all wrong and you don't know how to fix it. Like you were born in the wrong place or the wrong time or something. If you were rehearsing for something and the director was like, Pat, can you do the lyrics, but do it as a monologue? Would you do it for part of your world? Oh, totally. Yeah. But I won't do it right now on air because I would need to prepare for it. Of course. I wouldn't dare make you do it now. And that's not why I asked. Yeah. yeah okay. Just just had to legally say that. So then I start doing <laughs> yeah. I do it beautifully. <laughs> I would never. I actually famously did a, a cabaret at a Jewish community center recently. And um, cool. I forced the audience to listen to me sing Part of Your World. Because when else was I going to be allowed to do that? Yeah, totally. If I ever And then could someone sing. screamed fag. Are you serious? No, but I, I, it wouldn't be funny if they did. That would be, um, whenever I say, are you serious, Siri thinks I'm talking to it and pops in and asks me, like, if I want her to do anything and I have to, like, calm her down for a second. So she just And then yet when you need Siri, gone. She, she's, no, she's out to lunch. Literally at fucking, where do you think she's eating? Oh, God. I could see Siri going somewhere, like, um, somewhere, if she worked in New York, I could see, like, one of those kind of delis like is just ubiquitous and getting like a panini there. Do you oh, watch yeah. Housewives? Of course. There's this one episode and maybe like, I don't know why I think about this all the time. Might have been season six of New York Housewives where Carol's meeting with her editor and she stops, she stops up one of those places and buys them both paninis and like potato chips and Diet Coke bottles that they drink with straws and... It just looks so chic, you know. I was like, that is what it is to have lunch. And now I always strive for that. And I bet you Siri would also have a Diet Coke with a straw. Totally, totally. I know. I'm a huge Housewives person. And I we famously have had a lot of Housewives fanatics on this podcast. And I think that you actually made me a little angry. And I rarely like to confront people that I interview on this. But um, you said that Jen on the, the new Housewife Jen on OC is incredibly forgettable i think you said and um you could you could yeah. have been she's been there for years um do you know what she's going through a lot her husband doesn't wear a shirt and he doesn't speak a word how dare you i think that's cool well, no here's my thing well first of all what you need to know about me with oc right now is that i am someone who like stands like i like oc has some really 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 bad seasons and i'm a good friend to oc and that i like let it have those and i still will watch and but this season i at some point like they were uh, many now weeks ago i've i've lost the thread I th- i'm sure i will at some point when i'm very deeply bored go back but um where i was i deep- think also i just really brought up your tweet just to get press and like to be controversial i actually don't i don't care if she lives or dies um i think that my real passion about the oc season is noella is i go back and forth i think she 
might be the worst thing to ever happen to Housewives. It's just such thirsty, chaotic energy. I know Heather Dubrow is getting, like, she's literally carrying the show on her yeah like, bisexual gay parent bearing back but I, she someone needs to do the work yeah yeah i think that like nuella was definitely on my nerves heather i i kind of liked when she left when she came back i am like i, I really don't like terry he gives me such a bad feeling mm. and um and heather herself it's like her house I'm, I'm glad we finally get to see the house because how many years have we invested in watching it being built years but it's really like a commercial space like it feels like it feels like an arcade or something and oh, we can't get past the red the red star what are those called stanches that are like separating oh, rooms it's yeah like, like literal rope and then I then during her monologue she gave to Shannon the door about like coming for her and her family early on. That felt so rehearsed to me and that felt so like, oh, you've watched Housewives like the whole time you were on break and you decided you wanted to come back and be iconic. Like that's kind of what it was giving for me. Well, she and said then, the line like, This is not a threat, it's a promise or Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I um and then in terms of Jen, I think that like OC went through that period where they were keeping bringing in these new blonde girls for one season. There was like that, that, the original Peggy. Do you remember her? Oh my God. The original Peggy. And they were, and then like there was, I mean, Lydia was like one season at a time. It just felt like Jen is from that era where it's like Vicky, where that era where it was like Vicky, Tamara, Alexis, Gretchen, and then one new girl each season that would just like last for one season. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And seeing what sticks. Yeah. I, I think OC has had such highs and such lows. Like, as t- toxic as Kelly Dodd was, could have, they were there were high moments, totally. unfortunately. There was a season um, we were all rooting for her. And we could pretend yeah. that never happened, but that, that happened for sure. No, I would never dare because at one point I would have died for Kelly Dodd. I do want to know, because I respect your opinion so much, what do you think they should do for New York? Like, the up- like, do you think there should be, like, a slew of, like, six new people? Should we only go for OGs? Like, what's the path? He- here's what I think. If we're going to start saying that, if we're going to start demanding that our housewives be in touch and be with it and, like, mm-hmm. understand. If we want our housewives to be that, like, it's a different show. And in my opinion, it's, like, not a good show. I think that, like... If I was in charge of New York, I would, with however much money it took to get the exact season three cast back, I would do that. Like, I would love Wait, to. That see- was um, is that Jill? That's Jill Beth. That's the original five plus Kelly Bensimone Cloran. And you want Kelly back? I want Kelly back. Yeah, I want Kelly <laughs> and Bethany back and Jill and just see what happens. And Alex McCord. Heather DeBro recently <laughs> tweeted then deleted that Alex was coming back to New York. What? Yeah, Heather tweeted I did like not see that. Heather tweeted a picture of Alex McCord. It was like Alex McCord coming back to save New York Housewives, and then deleted it. And I was like, "Are you serious?" But um, I don't know why. What was her motive behind that? Like, what does she have to gain from that? I don't know. I don't know. I would do that, or or like the season seven cast. Like, get, I mean, I'm definitely. I think season seven and season three are two of my. I mean, the season one through three arc of Real Housewives of New York is truly literature, and it's like so good, and it's such like a three act beginning, middle, end mm. play, and like hero's journey. And um, I would love to see that again, and or like or bring back Dorinda, bring back. I think it's the answer is in bringing people back. I think so. I think uh, as as much as Dorinda had quite the low and dare I say needed professional help, I think she is really paving a way for 
a strong return and we because i know she's doing the the entire yeah. girl's trip is at her berkshire's house like, yeah how are they going to do her dirty like that and not bring her back for full time i think that um you know i needed a season off from dorinda but it's done me really well like i really w- didn't like her towards the end i mean i i cannot stand leah like i can't do it anyway that is classic like not what i want from housewives like just it's just didn't you think her first season was good i thought it had its moments but but ultimately like i felt like i saw through a lot of bullshit with Uh, her i mean yeah her second season was i I was i don't know if it was like terrible twos or just like terrible use like it was just not her show yeah a lot of people have rough second seasons in terms of like i think bravo really wants us to like them when they first get there and they like make them do what I, I remember Rena's first season she was like such a slam dunk dorinda's first season she was such a slam dunk leah's season first season went well and then it kind of like always then we start to see through the cracks the second year was this past season for beverly hills was it whose first season second season was this past season it was um crystal's first season and oh right and uh kathy's first season as a friend of is kathy getting full-time I don't believe so, and I don't believe she wants it. Do you know what I mean? Or, or maybe she like I. I don't believe she cares either way. And I bet Bravo. I think is. I think it's a smart decision where it's like I think Kathy in this dose is really perfect, and I think don't mess with it. Like you know, I don't want to get too much of Kathy Hilton and then have to like start hating her or something like that. Like I'm happy with where she is now. I think so too. I mean, I think Sutton has actually really blossomed. Like yeah. I was at first, I was like, her clothes are so ugly. She is not telling us about her f- weird family, and yet second season where she's rolling the under her her under eyes. I was like, yeah, hey, the bitch is back. Yeah, the bitch is. Back. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. 
Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. Well, listen, I want to ask you a question that is uh, very important for this podcast, which is Pat Regan. Whose fault is it that you're gay? Who do you blame, babe? Yeah, you know who I blame? I blame um, the creative team behind this specific scene in Jawbreaker, the movie Jawbreaker, wherein Rose McGowan is in a nighty and she feeds that very muscular person an ice pop. Do you know that scene? She's like, I have seen the movie. I remember the scene vaguely. What exactly? What so happens with she the has, ice pop? so she has this like really hot boyfriend who's just like really hot, like really porny like muscular and like whatever and they're like hooking up and like gonna have sex and she's in this like really campy nighty and then she's like kind of straddling him and then she takes out like an ice pop and she like makes him like suck on it like a dick and she just like keeps like kind of like making him suck on this ice pop and it was just like oh my God. the hottest thing i'd ever seen in my entire life and i still to this day think about it all the time there's a reason why I watched that movie one time and like it was too much for me to go back to because I probably watched it at an age where that was like like pressing so many buttons on me that I couldn't even go back to like access that feeling because it was so overwhelming. But you explaining that to me is so <laughs> I need to rewatch a fucking muscled straight man like throat yeah. goading a pop. Oh, my God. It was crazy. I watched it like yeah, I'm watching it in my friend's basement when I was like in sixth grade or something and being like, holy crap, like that's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy how that's how that's working on me. But um, yeah, that... well, I mean, I, it's I mean, it's pretty obvious, like what it would do to your brain, especially as someone who just like wants to figure out what it's like to be with a male body. But like my first memory I have is the second you said that watching it in your friend's basement is we would watch porn with my in elementary school, like end of elementary school with some of my guy friends. And mm-hmm. we'd be like, oh my God, why do I have to pee? And we kept yeah. having to go to the bathroom to pee, but it was like straight porn. And I realized like I did, I wasn't having to pee and like I wasn't aroused from the porn. I was aroused because the boys around me were aroused. Yeah, for me, it was about like, I remember there was like one vid we would always watch about like, it was like, you know a cowboy and a cowgirl kind of thing but the cowboy was really hot so it was kind of like i would act like it was about the cowgirl but it was about the cowboy for me it's about the cowboy did you did you see the video in this era called booyah booyah no um do you mind if i tell you it's a bit graphic no go ahead all right graphic warning so this is a video where i saw it probably in high school and it is a man having sex with a woman and I would like to say now I've heard every, is, okay now I've heard everything. Well, you haven't heard this because while I think this is degrading to the woman, I hopefully that she consented to this video. He is fucking her from behind. His balls are inside of her. You know, I oh. I don't want to get the anatomy correct because I, I forget which hole goes where. Yeah, but um, I think the butt is above the vagina. When you're from behind. It's all Greek to me. But yeah, I, th- I think that sounds right. Mathematically. This is seen. so devastating. We're two gay men being like guessing where a woman's no, toes are. No, yeah. The butt has to but, be above it. Yeah, that would be insane. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> so, doctor, wait. Her vagina's... Um, so... Above the butt from behind. <laughs> so, his balls are in her vagina and his dick is in her butt. Weird. He, he pulls his balls out and it makes a 
sound and he goes booyah weird video that is so but yeah that that era was all about like that kind of video where it's like going for humor in it or something like shock porn <laughs> keep I guess? humor out of it like yeah there was that there was like you know two girls one cup there was lemon party you're right, meat spin. You're right. it was all it was this era of like well now camp. you're just making up titles what is meat spin oh do you know what meat okay so meat spin is a thing can i only answer this if you're safe can i ask how old you are only because it affects like the context how old i am yeah like i'm 33 I... for, for example I'm 32. Okay, so so you all we're in the same ballpark here. So like yeah, yeah. when I was in college, I thought you were asking for like legality. I was like, oh no, I was like, are you 12? Because <laughs> if so, I have to leave. Um, no, 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 just because like to timestamp things. Like so, I was in my freshman year of college, fall of 2006. Mm-hmm. I remember like in my freshman year dorm, it was like you know a boys' floor, and it was like uh, you know there was this website people knew about called Meat Spin, where it's uh, it was just, like, a close-up of, like, kind of a guy, like, of, of gay sex. But it was, like, a guy, like, bouncing, kind of, with, like, the other guy behind him. And then his, like, oh my I'm, like, God. in my parents' house, so I have to whisper. But, like, his dick was, like, swinging around around in a circle. And then it was to the song, You Spin Me Right Round, Baby Right Round. And it was just kind of that on loop. But what people would do to be hysterical was they would set people's homepages to that, like, when they were <laughs> out of their dorm. So when you turned it on, it would be, like, gay stuff. And it was like so gross, and you got you were totally burned if that happened to you. And so gay stuff is like the fucking funniest, grossest. Yeah. And one time someone did it to me, and then I went home for Christmas break, but my mom used my computer, and then I had to explain to her that that actually meant like I was friends with the boys, and it didn't mean I was gay. It actually meant I was straight. You know what I mean? And she said, "Oh, thank God." She was like, "Oh, thank God!" Up in heaven for that. For the meat spin on your computer device. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what? I'm not saying this to sound cool. I truly remember being sent that video from people when I was in when I was in school. Like I remember the joke would be like, click this link, and it was supposed to be like you were told it was something else, and then you would click, and it would be the I'm envisioning the dick spinning like yes. a helicopter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was that, and then Lemon Party was like old man. Yeah, like very was old. It, was it a picture? Was it a video? That was a still. Yeah, that was a still, and it was like three, maybe or maybe like men truly in their eighties doing kind of group, and that was something you would send like as a link, but you would you know change the name of the link so you wouldn't know what it was. Which of course now I'm thinking like God, if I'm doing group at eighty, I know, me. I know, like truly, congrats. You, I mean, the picture had to have been really done. Those, those, I think it was three eighty-year-old men. They like showed up to set that day and like stripped down and like created the image. They created the art that they wanted to make, and that's really cool. It is. I think I'm sure like Crafty was just full of like yogurt and applesauce. Mm-hmm. And I'm, Activia, be, if you will. Yeah, that would be such a fun day on set. Do you want to do group at 80? Um, no, but I don't even want to at 33. Like, it's not my thing for some reason. It's not... For some reason, it doesn't excite me. It, for some reason, lets the wind out. I think I feel too, like, forgotten about or something. Even if everyone's focusing on me, I still feel like... Wait, what? Like, I don't I don't know who to relate to. You know what I mean? There's Even if it's just two other people, I'm kind of... It splits my focus too much, I think. Yeah, it's like sexual ADHD almost. Yeah, I never did it except for one time, but 
and it was fine but it's just not what i it's never even in like porn it's i skip over those ones i don't i'm never interested in that and it's such a bummer when i find someone i like i see him and i'm like oh my god it's creepy crs because i can't really enjoy it you want to just be you want to get the pov of the one-on-one and just feel like Mm -hmm. that special person for them yeah i guess i do do you have any advice for people that want to also be in three-year relationships um i really don't i really don't. i mean this is my first relationship i've been my boyfriend for about for a little over three years and um no are you dating anyone i am yeah i um once was shaded for using the word husband too many times on this podcast so i'm really afraid to tell you the truth oh my you're married I'm actually i'm married are you oh my god wait how, how do you feel no i love that wait that's huge um, I don't mean to turn the lens on you. I didn't mean to do that. Um, no, you can listen. I love lenses. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, I've been married for two and a half years. We've been together eight and a half years total. I wanted to wait six years before I got married because I have baggage and commitment issues when it comes to the idea of marriage. And now I'm fucking thrilled to be married. So did you truly get married in your 20s? Or just into I your 30s. literally had turned. I had turned thirty like two weeks before, two or three weeks before we got married. Wow, what does your partner do? Can I ask? It's actually kind of like CIA stuff. No, he works. Yeah. Um, he works. Um, for an industry that you've probably it's called um, social media marketing. It's oh, really heady that. stuff. I love that. Um, but he actually, what's so famous about this story is that he and I met while we were both doing musical theater. Oh, wow. Which neither of us really do. But, um, well, just don't do. And he was wanting to convert to another professional religion and then wasn't really sure what it was. And then all of a sudden, he gets an interview for this company that was like doing this influencer marketing stuff, which he like was he has his own really awesome Instagram. And um, what happened is that they said, we love you, we actually ended up giving someone with a lot more experience the job, but like, we'll let you know if there's anything maybe here for you. I love when when they do that. Right. And so he and I were both like, um, or maybe I was more like, see you never like yeah like, totally sounds fun and then i'm not joking days later i think his like the ceo was like actually we do have this position that would be starting part-time and if it goes well we'll just see how it goes and he was like yes slay and then he does that he absolutely he destroyed it then got to full time then the company was acquired during the pandemic then they they kept him because he's so great at it and now he's like president it He's president of the company. It's like a global tech company. But he, yeah, he he also works. Um, it became remote during the pandemic. So then we moved to famously to LA a few months ago. I was going to ask so your your background is giving LA something about thank it is you. giving LA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm kind of in love with that. My the shades are giving LA, but he um he now works remote and he is doing so fucking well at it and i'm just hashtag grateful that one of us is has a stable job that's amazing yeah that's that's amazing i so you should be giving me tips i don't even know i feel like i stumbled into my relationship and um you know can i ask how you met yeah we met at a at two mutual friends going away party so two mutual i had never met him he was, uh, but I knew kind of of him and that this guy I had been on a few dates with, I, and was no longer, I could tell was like, 
not interested in me anymore. I was like in that phase where you're like kind of piecing it together and you're like kind of asking people like, what is the deal? Like, is he into me anymore? And I heard through the grapevine that he hooked up with this guy and this other guy. And I was like, named Angelo. And I was like, oh, like, who is that? Like, I looked him up on Instagram and I was like, I hate this person, but he was like hot and he was like kind of funny on Instagram. So I was like, whatever, if I ever like meet him in real life, I'll be a bit, I'll be a bitch to him. And then my friends were going away to LA and they had a going away party because it was like 2018. That's kind of what you did in 2018 if you're moving to LA. And, sure. and so I was there and I was like trying to hook up. I kind of felt like, you know, and um, like every other gay there I like knew. And then there was one gay who I didn't know. So I like, said hi and he was kind of cute and I didn't recognize him. But then he introduced himself and he was Angela. I was like, oh my God, I meant to like be a bitch to you, but I forgot. And then it was, like, too late to be a bitch. Then I just was nice. And then we, like, made out. And then we, like, started dating, like, immediately after. And the next thing you know, it's been three years. Next thing you know, it's been three years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you make out at the going away party? Yeah, it was, like, very, like, that. It was very, like, like making out at a bar. It was a bar party, kind of. And it was just, like, making out at a bar type thing. And, like, everyone else kind of, like, left. And it was just us. Wow. But then I didn't want to go home. You've been the type of person to do that. I, like, can be that person. Especially in, I mean, I was sober the whole time. And then... He, we wanted to go home, and I was like, I I remember for some reason I was like, I want to go home together. I was like, I want to. I had like an early morning. I was like, that was a part of my life too, where I was like militant about like um like wake up, do your things, this this next club, next club, next club, or like I was just like a nanny. I was doing things. I was trying to write outside of it. I was doing shows. I was like, I have to be on the rails, and so I was very guarded about like my schedule. So I said no, and I just went home because I had to wake up early the next day. And then, um, and kept him wanting more. Cut to wanting more, and then we went on like a formal like date, uh, and then it was like kind of like happened very quickly from there. But it's funny. The thing about being in a relationship is like that person that I was at that time is gone. Like that that person who was like such a go getter, who was like really going for it and engaging, and like you know that person who was like waking up early and like getting after it and like jumping out of bed and like doing whatever it takes like he is he's dead and i don't know if he'll ever come back to life but he's gonna come back i think that's what i'm learning is the roller coaster of it all like that's the only way i will allow myself to continue is being like this depth time will not be my forever like my immortal by evanescence oh my god not that yeah does that reference make sense i i mean i don't know if it makes sense but i love it because i love that song it's like so good sorry fuck off if you don't get the evanescence reference (laughs) it's so good i love evanescence i'm doing a show uh you know josh sharp yes he's hosting a party like a club kid themed party at um three dollar bill so he has like had a bunch of comedians do like help host it and you had to choose a club kid name and so my my club kid name is evan essence (laughs) thank god it is yeah see i i went to josh and aaron's show at three dollar bill like not long before i left new york and it was like you performed there yeah wait i was gonna say was it that big one yeah that was a fun show i felt good about that show that was a great show yeah that was a fun one i do remember that and I remember being like, wow, I'm gay. <laughs> How about that? Um, I do want to ask another question that could be controversial, which is if the world was ending mm-hmm. and you could only save one character actress, Ooh. who would it be? Oh, yeah. I remember. I know who this would be. I would save Lisa Kudrow, who I, I like. like- did- 
thank you for the Lisa beep beep Kudra. Yeah, yeah, because she, she is that where it's like, like once you know we're talking about Lisa Kudra, it's like, of course she's a one namer, but like when it's like out of the blue, you kind of need the Kudra. So I want to like pay respect to the fact that she should be a one namer, but also like be clear because she's not quite a one namer. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think she's close. I think like any day now she could be Lisa. Yeah, I think if I was like my favorite character actress is Lisa, I think like 60% would be like, oh, Lisa Kudrow. And I think like, but like as, you know, vocal minority would be like, who, wait, Lisa who, wait. No, 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 the vocal minority would say Vanderpump. Oh my god, yeah, yeah, yeah. And And then the minority of the minority would be like Rinna. Rinna. And then then the minority of the party would be Barlow. Fuck. <laughs> there are too um, many Lisas on Bravo. Yeah, there's too many Lisas. No, Lisa Kujo is so special to me. That that is the other thing that could have been in contention of like what made me gay, even though it's not explicitly gay. Is like, I mean, that same friend who like we watched movies together in the basement. And we would watch movies like Jawbreaker. Like we watched the VHS of Romeo Michelle. Like literally every day. Like literally every single day we watched it, and like multiple times. Like it was just. Like crack cocaine to me. I thought it was the funniest oh, yeah. thing I had ever seen in my entire life. I thought Lisa Kujo and Mira Servino were like so funny in that. And um, yeah, that like that is that is like what I feel like I shoot for if I ever like try to write something funny. Is I'm always like I want it to be as funny as that was to me when I was like a kid. You know what I mean? This friend that you watch these things with was such a, an ally. I mean, I'm so grateful to this friend. Yeah, I famously just talked about Romy Michelle's high school reunion on Zach Noe Towers podcast because the oh, first I love boy him. kiss I love him. The first boy kiss I ever had was <gasps> four minutes after I watched that movie for the first time. Oh my god, can I ask how old you are? You already did. I'm thirty two. Oh no no how old were you when you had your first boy kiss? <laughs> I was newly I was either newly 19 or i was 18 or old or oldly 18 or oldly 18 i was <laughs> yeah new to that's college. cool that's pretty cool i i had my first break as 25 years old i see i love that though because it must have what did it feel wait where were you when your first book it was insane i'll say yeah, it was was it the, like the most electric you've ever felt in your life yeah it was just like i literally have waited for fully 15 years and it was with the it was actually with josh sharp as crazy as no that way. sounds yeah, isn't that funny it's oh been lifetimes. God. It's been lifetimes in this New York comedy scene. Um, Truly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you, what do you remember most about the feeling of when you kissed him for the first time? Like, I remember the um, feeling like his stubble on my face and that was so hot. Yeah, it just was like, I mean, I just remember the loud, loud screaming in my head of like, you're kissing a man. Like, this is just what you always wanted. But now I don't feel like it was about, and now I feel like, whatever, whatever. Now I wish I didn't say who it was because now it feels too like about the person, but it, which I don't want to say it wasn't, but it was just like, oh my god, like... Oh, of course. Also, like, the person... I know exactly what you mean. The person I kissed, it wasn't not about the person, but it was also kind of about the person, but it was also, like, it was a boy. I Like, the screaming. Yeah, it was just liberate. It was just very, very liberating. And also, like, affirming, right? Totally. Kind of like, oh, no, I'm... This is me. Yeah. So, yeah oh, I didn't... Yeah, let's all this is I me. didn't hate myself for the last 15 years for no reason. <laughs> This is the fucking prize I get for hating myself. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I hope everyone gets that feeling in their life of such self-loathing and then... (laughs) And then, like, just... Totally. Yeah. Except without the self-loathing. You never have that feeling again. That's what's... You know, you you get it a little less every time, and then now... Then then it just becomes regular kissing, but... Yeah, when you first... Especially after, after, like, being 25, it was just like, oh, my God, like... 
I cannot believe finally. I, you know what? I think that's why I like flirting so much and why I'm lucky I'm married to someone who lets me like innocently flirt with people is because you get a taste of the electricity of like, yeah, will this person enjoy them flirting with them? Will this person flirt with me back? Yeah. Oh my God, we're flirting. It's electric. Do, 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 yeah, do, yeah, do, yeah. do, do. It's <sighs> like, that's, I strive for that. It's electric. Do you wanna, I want to ask you, you know what? I was, I'm embarrassed that I didn't watch some of the shows that you had referenced earlier. Now I want to no, see, I want to no see, like, I want to ask, I want to ask about a new one. See if you've watched this. Have you watched Bad Vegan on Netflix? I am in the, I'm in the middle of it. I started it last night. It's because I'm at home. I'm like, wait, guess... we did too. I started it last night and I'm in the middle. I'm, um, I think I'm like a little bit into episode two, I think is where I am. I just finished episode two. Yeah, it's really good. I couldn't tell if I was going to wait because I'm like on Long Island, so I had nothing really to do. But sometimes with those like fun, like zeitgeisty doc shows, I wait and watch them with my boyfriend because he will not watch TV unless I watch it with him. But he likes to be part of that cultural conversation. So sometimes it's sure. kind of my responsibility to usher him in and be like, we're all watching this. But I was bored, and so I put it on. Yeah, it's really good. Catherine, my uh, Catherine, my co-host of my podcast, told I was like, you have to watch it. It's so good. And I heard of her, Catherine? Who? I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> wow. Yeah. No. Bad vegan. I'm. I'm. I, yeah. Catherine would, of course. Yeah. Yeah. It's right up her alley. into bad vegan. Um, if anybody hasn't, if you haven't listened to it or watched it, it's like literally a girl boss who starts a raw vegan restaurant when no one else was doing it yeah they really belabor that point (laughs) they're like no one even knew what a vegetable was yeah literally that's like how they're acting i'm like i don't know about that i actually had heard of a cucumber but fuck (laughs) me um and then she get like get like it's the story of her being swindled by a loser guy who tells her that her dog's gonna live forever yeah i know they're really focusing on the dog living forever too at first it's like he's like She's like, he would tell me all sorts of lies, like he worked for the CIA and that my dog and I would be immortal forever. I'm like, okay, one of those is much more like outlandish than the other. You know what I mean? Like if they make that leap very quickly to shoot like, They're he, like tell me- he said he was a Sagittarius, but also I would never die. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay, well, you, I could see believing one minute. So you're lumping them in too much. But so far she is pretty sympathetic, I'm finding. Is she supposed I, to be I a big villain? I find her sympathetic too. No, I think, well, the fact that they interview her, I think we are supposed to be sympathetic, and I am. It's just, with all of these documentaries, like with the Tinder Swindler too, you you're like, if I were in this situation, would I ever be swindled? And then I think all signs point to yes. Like, she kept being like, it was gradual, it was gradual. I'm like, you yeah, know yeah, what? Yeah. If someone, if I had a dog, A, that would be great. And then B, if I was going to find out they were going to live forever, like, I would want to believe that was true, I guess. Yeah, I think that, like, it's interesting, though, because, like, you think, I haven't watched Nurse Wendler yet, actually, but I think of other docs, like, for instance, the Lulu Lemon doc. Did you watch that one? I mean, not Lulu Lemon, Lulu Rich. Lulu Rich. Leggings, Lulu Rich. Yeah, oh, I watched that one. Mm-hmm. But see, that, like, those people are not sympathetic, but they're very much interviewed. No. So it's the Firefest people That's are interviewed. That's true. So it's, it's tricky, but, you know, the documentary, all documentaries decide right. who they want us to like and who they want us to hate, and I'm very gullible in terms of, like, you know, I always say with Drag Race, I'm always like, whoever the edit asks me to absolutely despise, I'm immediately there and I have no, like, of my no own. No questions asked. Yeah. The editors could tell me to fucking do anything heinous and I'd be like, well. Yeah. So the fact that I like her, it's very much a comment on, like, oh, the show's asking us to sympathize with her and I'm doing it. But it's interesting. I'm not sure. I mean, we'll see how the next two episodes go because I, I don't know. I know. I, well, I'm excited to reconvene and, and talk about how, how we feel bad vegan actually is. Is it bad or is it vegan? 
<laughs> we, I do, since we brought up the incredible Catherine Cohen, who famously did this podcast uh, last year, we oh, are, are, are you upset that after the credits roll in her special on Netflix, she does like a 10 minute monologue about all of the drama between you two? Um, yeah, it's not cool. It's not cool what she did. And, um, I just want to say that I have my own documentary coming out surrounding that monologue and you will be asked to sympathize with me. So, and you better believe the edit, bitch. You better believe the edit, bitch. Watch, bitch, watch the space. <laughs> um, well, listen, Pyrigan, you are a fucking star. I, I knew I was going to enjoy talking to you and yet the expectations were surpassed. I really want you to, to take that in. Before we sign off, Pat Regan, what, final question. What is the best Whoopi Goldberg film? Oh, gosh. I mean, for me, it's Ghost. Is that okay to Thank say? Thank you. It's very okay yeah. to say. We're, we've been Did getting such different one? answers. We yeah, get, I we love get the ghost. some ghosts. You're a bit in the minority, but we get Sister Act 2 or Color Purple, and some we've gotten some ghosts. Okay, yeah. I'm like in that ghost camp camp for some reason. I don't know why. I love no, I think the ghost camp is a great camp to be in. And listen, yeah, Pat, yeah. wait, before before we sign off, where should people follow you? Please tell us. Oh yeah. Yeah. Thanks for asking. Um if you do want to choose to opt into following me, I'm uh P O Regan on Twitter, P O R E G A N and Pat Riggs, P A T R E E G S on Instagram. We love to see it. Pat, you're a star. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I always, um, It was really fun. Thank you so much for having me. Friend of the Pod Productions. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. 
Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.